We're in Exodus week seven, day three, so that means we're in chapter 33 today. And this is a chapter, it's just an experience of the presence of God. I wanna just walk through with you a number of verses in this chapter, maybe read a few more verses than we've usually read, because I want you just to catch this experience of the presence of God that happens in this chapter, and then we wanna look at what that means in our lives. As you walk through this chapter, it begins, chapter 33 begins with God telling his people that his presence will not go with them to the promised land, that instead an angel will go before them, not his presence with them. Listen to what happens, verses one down to verse six. Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go to the land I have promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you because you are a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. When the people heard these distressing words, they began to mourn and no one put on any ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, tell the Israelites you're a stiff-necked people. If I were to go with you for even a moment, I might destroy you. Now take off your ornaments, and I will decide what to do with you. So the Israelites stripped off their ornaments at Mount Horeb. Here they are, this wonderful time of worship of God, and God saying to them, I'm so holy and you're so unholy. For me to be too close to you is going to be dangerous for you. They, they strip off their ornaments, those whatever decorations they were wearing, whatever jewelry they were wearing, they're in a time of fasting, of prayer before the Lord. And God's told them, I'm not going to be with you. But that's not the end of this story of God's presence. In the next part of this chapter, we see the people watching Moses, experiencing the presence of God. So first, my presence won't be with you. And now you see them watching Moses, experiencing the presence of God. In verses 7 to 11, now Moses used to make a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud, Standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshiped, each at the entrance of his tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. You're seeing the people experiencing God's presence. God's saying, I won't go up with you. Moses is experiencing this presence. And Moses, in seeing what's happening, the desire of the people, the next thing that happens in this chapter is Moses prays for the presence of God to go with them. Beginning in verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? 
what else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And then the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. We're not through in this amazing chapter with experiencing the presence of God. Moses prays, will your presence go with us? God says yes. And then Moses asks for something else. Moses asks for an experience of the glory of God, the fullness of his presence, the glory of God. Verses 18 to 23, then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there's a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I've passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. What an amazing experience in the life of Moses. Now, we all know that God is more than a person. He's more than a, an appearance. But somehow he was able to put himself in some way into an appearance that reflected his glory so powerfully that for anyone to look at it, his holiness, my unholiness, I would immediately die. And Moses is asking to see God's glory. So God says, I'll let you see my back. That's as much of my glory as you can see without dying. I'll show you as much as you can possibly stand of my glory. Now, reading through these verses, this experience of the presence of God, one of the things we have to look at is our experience now in Jesus compared to the experience of the people of God in the book of Exodus. How is it different now in Jesus? It's entirely different. These people were having to pray, to beg that the presence of God would go with them. Now in Jesus, because God has made you holy in Jesus, because you can stand in his presence in Jesus, come boldly into his presence in Jesus, the book of Hebrews tells us, now we have an assurance that the presence of God will not be taken from us. We don't have to pray that kind of prayer ever again. How is it different now in Jesus? Now all of us equally experience the presence of God in our lives as believers. They stood and watched Moses experiencing the presence of God. It was somewhat of a spectator sport, and what a sport. What a glorious thing to see the pillar come down. And you think, that's the height. That's the best you could ever get. It is not. Now, all of us, through God's Holy Spirit, come into our lives as believers. We equally experience the presence of God. How is it different for us now in Jesus? In Jesus, now, we have all been given what God said he would give Moses. God says to Moses, my presence will go with you. And Jesus says to us, I will be with you always. God said to Moses, I'll give you rest. And Jesus says to us, I will give you rest. We are distinguished as his people, as his children because of Jesus. God is pleased with us because of Jesus. We are known by name before him because of Jesus. All these things that are said of Moses because of Jesus, they are true of you. They are true of you in ways that are even more glorious than the life of Moses. Oh, and that experience of the glory of God that Moses had, you and I now experience the glory of God in Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 and 7 says, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, 
to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We don't need any more to hide in the cleft of a rock and see the back side of God as he's walking away as if that's all we could stand. No, we see Jesus born in a manger. We see Jesus living his life as a child, growing in favor with God and man, wisdom and stature. We see Jesus working miracles, teaching the people. We see Jesus, hands outstretched on the cross. We see Jesus resurrected from that tomb. We see the glory of God. This experience that they had in this chapter that is so glorious, the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus far outstrips it all. In Moses' prayers in this chapter, he asked God to teach him his ways. He asked that the presence of God would go with him and his people. And he asked God to show him his glory. And in Jesus, you and I are promised all of that. We can pray boldly for all of that. So let's ask him for it now. Our Father, we pray that today you would teach us your ways. Help us to see life like you see it. Rather than seeing it selfishly, help us to see with humility how you're at work. Lord, we pray today that your presence would go with us, your promised presence through your spirit. Help us to realize that you are there with us. And we pray today that you'd show us your glory. Help us to see through the eyes of Jesus what's happening in the world around us and help us to see that Jesus is involved in the world around us. Help us to see even today Jesus in us, Jesus in others, and Jesus at work in this world. Help us to see the glory of God today. We pray this in Jesus' name.